When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. 25 years ago today, mixed martial artist Randy Couture had his very first UFC match on May 30, 1997. He stopped by the studio in 2015 alongside fitness expert Fairfax Hackley to discuss his Hall of Fame career as a six-time UFC champion, as well as his recent transition into movies and television. I'm here with Fairfax Hackley and Randy Couture. These gentlemen just got back from an exciting trip this weekend, right? Uh, Fairfax, you want to explain what was going on this weekend? We were at the Arnold Sports Festival in Columbus, Ohio, which is the world's largest sports festival with over 180,000 attendees. We have 15 Olympic sports, 37 events. We additionally added 10 more events this year. Randy has become an integral part of the whole weekend for over a decade. Uh, we share a great friendship, and he's also the first inductee ever into the International Sports Hall of Fame. Randy, how big of an um, honor was it to be the first? A huge honor, yeah, and then a great group of, of people involved, obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger and also inducted into that first inaugural class and the uh, the class this weekend because we had the ceremony on Saturday for for the third class uh, into the International Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, Linda Murray, uh, Don the Dragon Wilson, Triple H... Uh, it was, Michael, it was Jai Michael Jai White. Uh, who Ed else? Cohn. Ed Cohn, one of the strongest men on the planet. Um, we had one other, didn't we? Oh, Evander Holyfield. Exactly. Holy crap. How do you forget <laughs> the real deal? Yeah. <laughs> Should have remembered talking about ears with Evander for crying out loud. But yeah, uh, yeah an amazing class and, and uh, just a cool event. Now, I mean, if, if you're wondering, listeners, why we are doing, uh, you know, we have some sports guys here, but the reason why we're doing it in the, on the entertainment page here is because Randy's also an uh, actor and been in um, The Expendables, so we got a little entertainment crossover here. Um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, your acting career a little bit. Which Expendables was it? I was in all three. All three of them. Yeah, I played Toll Road. I think I have more FaceTime in the, in the third one than... Than the first two, but all three of them were were amazing and and just a great group of guys to hang out with and fun. We shot the the first one in New Orleans. We shot the second and third in Bulgaria. So I've spent 19 weeks of my life in uh, in Bulgaria. But I tell you what, there are a lot place worse places you could be. Uh, uh, I've had a lot of fun there, and it's just a cool place. Tell us a little bit about what's it, you know, our listeners are going to be like, man, what's it like to work with, you know, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, um, let's go down the line. What's something behind the scenes working with Schwarzenegger that we might not see watching it, but just from behind the Well, scenes? I think the thing that I like about and I, I've gotten to know Arnold over the last 10 years coming to the sports festival every year, uh, is that he never really takes himself so seriously. I mean, we're all in this helicopter getting ready to shoot one of the first big scenes where the whole group of expendables come together. Mm-hmm. 
and and it was literally a who's who of <laughs> actors and 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 people. Yeah. I mean, Harrison Ford is flying the helicopter. <laughs> I'm sitting next to Wesley Snipes and Jason Statham. Arnold's in the back, and I think we're all kind of looking at each other, going, "Man, can you believe this?" Pinching yourself. And we're waiting. On Stallone to come running up and get in, <laughs> get into this helicopter, and, and of course Arnold yells from the back, "Come on, Rocky, get into the chopper!" <laughs> and we all just fell out laughing. It was it was awesome. <laughs> Are you pinching yourself while you're sitting there looking? Uh, around? It was definitely surreal. For, from the very first time we all walked on set in in Rio de Janeiro for Expendables One and bringing that whole group together, and now each movie, the the cast just keeps getting bigger. And bigger, and you're like, who else can they add to this? Who did you add? Bruce Willis. We had Mel Bruce Gibson? Willis in the first one. Mel Gibson was in the third one here. Uh, Bruce Bruce didn't make the the third one. He was in the first and the second, but Bruce wasn't in the third. Did you grow up watching some of these guys? Absolutely. I mean, Terminator, Rocky. Yeah. Absolutely. I grew up you know, watching Rambo and and watching Conan the Barbarian and and all those movies, the Die Hard trilogy. Uh, you know. Mel Gibson from, from all the lethal, wethe- lethal <laughs> weapons. That's Han Solo right there. I'm like, really? It's, it's, it's nuts. Star Wars is great. Yeah. Did you ever in your wildest dreams think you'd one day be acting alongside them? No, never. Never. Uh, and I was, I've was. i been very fortunate in that athletics and fighting opened that door about 12 years ago. They were looking for authentic real fighters for an underground fight scene in Cradle to the Grave with DMX and yeah. Jet Li. And me and Tito and, and Chuck all got called through the UFC to, to go play part in this movie. And that was my first time on a set, kind of seeing behind the curtain, the process, how they make a movie and the whole thing. We spent seven days shooting that one little five-minute clip in that movie. Was and, that eye-opening um, to you? How it much was time absolutely it takes? eye-opening. It's, and it kind of ruins you. Because <laughs> yeah, then you right. go to the theater, and, and especially after you start learning more and doing more, you're like, oh, okay, I figure out, you figure out how they set that up yeah. and but you how can never they watch shoot things. The yeah, it's again. not the same. And that's now how I the litmus test for me on, on yeah. how you judge a movie. If I forget about it and I'm just lost in the story, then it was probably a pretty good movie. And if I'm analyzing it and thinking, how many setups was it for that shot, then it, the movie's probably not so good. Right, exactly. How, I mean, you you see it a lot a lot of guys that are more known as you know for their athletics like you know the rock or transition over in into hollywood um how tough of a transition was it for you in terms of coming back for two and three after you got a taste of it you know getting that first chance that first opportunity i was immediately intrigued by the process i went out and started taking some acting classes got a real agent with with gersh and brett norsberg at the gersh agency and and started getting better jobs I'm a fighter, first and foremost, so I'm always going to look through those fighters' eyes. I want to be prepared. I want to go in there and knock it out of the park. You know, That's just how, how a wrestler, how a fighter is wired. And uh, so this is no different. Uh, it's fun to get to play characters, do things you would never really do in real life. I mean, I just played a serial arsonist on Hawaii Five-0. <laughs> I mean, it was a blast. It yeah. was fun. A little weird. But uh, but that was fun, kind of tapping into that. So it's definitely something that I take seriously, and and I think, you know, being around those guys, guys like Arnold, uh, you know, Sly, Bruce Willis, they've been at the top of their game for thirty plus years. They showed up there prepared. There was no diva drama bullcrap, 
And I think that's why they've been so good for so long. From an athlete's perspective, how are they able to stay in such shape as, you know, they've been around for decades and they're still... It's their job. They've been following my example for a long time. I was the inspiration for so many of these people and mentored them. And so they tried to emulate and get the tumors in their arms and things like that. It's not a tumor. It's Uh. not a tumor, but for them, they couldn't. They needed a tumor. But, you know, you need to be able to stay in character and keep yourself in shape because you never know. You don't want to be a flabby man coming into the set and it Mm. takes... What are you talking about? Get on shape. But these guys are always taken so seriously, and they're the best of the best. That was Fairfax Hackley, in case you could. I mean, we didn't have Arnold just come in here, although it sounded pretty uh, Uh, on spot. I don't don't know. uh, It's just pretty good, yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the induction. Why was Randy a, a shoe-in? When you're looking at your credentials, who we're going to induct, why is all of a sudden you're like, boom, it's got to be him? Well, because of my friendship in part, but also what he did, he's accomplished over his career. The big part about the Hall of Fame is that we don't always look just at the athletic, you know, things, accomplishments that some of these people, we look at what these athletes and these celebrities have given back to not only their sports, but their community. And Randy just today gave over $60,000 to his GI Foundation in checks. This is the kind of guy who is so grounded, so involved in the community, and he's really a person that kids and even adults would like to emulate because he's such a good guy. He's always, you know, there. He never hardly says no, except unless it's four o'clock in the morning. And, uh, you know, he's always there for for people. He, I've never seen him turn down an autograph or picture request. And this is part of the things that we seek in that weekend. What kind of man or woman are these people really? And are they used to, you know, that celebrity thing, but do they give back? And Randy's one of the best at that. And talking about giving back, he just mentioned the... Um what you did, we're here doing today. Talk about you were at Walter Reed, right? Yeah, I've I've started a foundation about seven years ago uh, for for wounded soldiers. What's it called? Uh, Extreme Couture GI Foundation, xcgif.org. And uh, you know, I wore the uniform in the '80s during the Cold War. There wasn't much going on. Now, a lot different phase in my life, and I've gotten the chance in '05 to go over to, to Iraq and visit. Spent 12 days visiting the troops on the ground over there at that time. Came back, came here to Fort Belvoir, stuffed care packages, and visited the guys at Bethesda and Walter Reed in the hospital. Walked through the wards, meet a lot of those guys. And you cannot have that experience and not have that affect you in a fairly significant way, especially understanding what it's like to wear that uniform. And Were so you I was Army then, you? I was in the Army. And, and, and so I formed a, a nonprofit at that time. We're very small, my gym staff basically volunteers for all the things that we put on in the Vegas area. We're branching out and, and growing a little bit. We're doing an event this next week in St. Louis, a wrestling tournament for high school kids, and all the proceeds would go to the foundation. But whatever we raise during the course of the year, I come out here to Walter Reed and I get to meet some of the guys that need a leg up. They need a hand. I don't think people understand what kind of life these guys' lives are on hold. Their families, their caregivers, their parents, their wives, they're, they're on hold. They're accru- accumulating and accruing bills while they go yeah. through you know, all the surgeries and things that they need. And, and so anything we can do to help them, we do. And, and generally, we come out here, like this year, we, we had a couple of, of pretty good events. We raised about $70,000. So we gave away $60,000 this today to, to six different families. So How did you choose which families? Well... I've gotten to know the staff at Walter Reed pretty well that that basically deal with these people and get to know them on a very personal level, uh, and they help us identify the families that need a hand. That's fantastic. 
How did it go today? Just walking through, me, I'm sure shaking hands with some of the guys. It's here. it's it's a really really good experience. Uh, you feel like you're doing something and doing it right, and and it's hard sometimes to, to emotionally kind of keep it together. Uh, but uh, it's definitely always a good day every year. We get to come out. It's a great cause. Um, would you be open to doing a war war movie? Oh, absolutely. I, I think like that an uh, you know I, I, I'm a huge fan of that movie actually. And, and Lone Survivor, Marcus Luttrell. We just did a, a push up challenge at my gym with Marcus, and it was very successful for the boot campaign. Uh, they're great guys. Uh, the movies I thought were really really well done. I've always been a fan of those books and those movies. You know, Stephen Ambrose and all. You know, Citizen Soldier, D Day. You know. Even, you know, it wasn't about a war, but Undaunted Courage, about the Lewis and Clark expedition, some of the stuff that he wrote, I'm a big fan of that stuff. One of the things that Randy did last year that really surprised a lot of people was his appearance on Dancing with the Storm. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. It was so awesome. I mean, I personally, I was against it. I said, eh, that's not a good idea. Until I actually saw that first dance routine. So many people were blown away by... Not only his charisma, but his projection. And he was so light on his feet for a guy that wears size 12. I, couldn't, <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to be anchored into the ground, you know, like yeah, the old bazooka doll. But he was really awesome. And I think that he just captured the imagination of so many different people who had this idea that this guy was going to be stiff. And, you know, he just changed everyone's outlook. Randy, do you have any fond memories of Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, it was a, it was a really good experience, and, and I think that was the whole goal, getting involved. Uh, I had the opportunity a few years ago when I was still competing. I did a little cameo in the season that Lisa Gibbons was on with her about the Pasadobles, which is a fight-oriented dance, and and uh, the casting people talked to me about it then, and I'm like, eh, I don't know, it doesn't make sense then. You know, still competing, and right. it's a big commitment. I mean, you train for five weeks just leading up to the first episode, and then it's, you know, it's a 12-week process to get through the season. So if you get to the end. How long did you last on the show? I went I went three weeks. Nice. Uh, which I, I thought, dancing-wise, I you know, I could have... I, could have lasted a lot longer, <laughs> but uh, you know it is at the end of the day still a reality show, and there's a lot of other things that factor into that. So, you know, I I, I had to look at it like you know my goal expose a different side of myself and expose myself to a different audience. Uh, now I have you know 50 and 60 year old women recognizing me at the airport instead of just fight fans. But right. uh, uh, I think I accomplished that on my first night out. To be honest, that that you know the foxtrot uh, right off the bat. Was a great dance, and and Karina, my partner Karina Smirnoff, was was amazing. They're gonna miss her. She's not in this season that's coming up here next week, so uh, she's she's moved on and doing other things. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Rumor Willis and some of the new cast, Red yeah. Foo, and uh, you know, there's a, a, another big cast of celebrities that are gonna be starting here next week. As, is it important for you to try to remain versatile like that? To do a little dancing, a little acting, a little well, you know, I've been, I've, been a, I've been a fan of dancing since I was a kid. Uh, I, I, my mom taught me how to do the jitterbug in the sixth grade, going oh, wow. into into seventh grade when I was going to have to go to the school dance. And <laughs> me, like every other twelve year old kid, was scared to death. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, what are you worried about? This, you know, this is how you do it." And and so I had a unique group of friends. We we all liked and and enjoyed the dance. And, and going to the dances. I didn't have any formal training, though. This was a whole different animal. 
uh, doing a formal dance training with a yeah. professional dancer, basically, oh, basically getting <laughs> yeah, getting a crash course in how to be a professional dancer, and then stepping out in front of millions of people to do it. So yeah. I definitely on on dance night had to go into fight mode. You know, it was competition mode. You had to kind of focus and and go out there and do what you trained to do. Did you ever any part of you ever wanted to start throwing blows? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> You seem pretty adept at that crash course learning, though. It's like we throw you on a film set, you're going to learn with all these legends around you. We're going to throw you on TV and dance. What is, what's the key? Just be in the moment? Just be open-minded? Just ready like think, a sponge? Or? I think both those things are, are certainly uh, very important. Uh, keep an open mind. Don't take yourself too seriously. Be diligent. Do the work. Prepare as much as you can. Um I think I learned at 10 years old with wrestling and learning to how to wrestle and putting myself out there on that mat in the center when everybody's looking All at you and there's, you. there's nobody else to rely on but yourself. Uh, I have a tendency to look through those wrestlers' eyes at everything I do. It's it's funny how those, you know, high school wrestling, football, whatever, trains you for later in life in ways mm -hmm. you don't even realize sometimes. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely true. Uh, so what else is on tap? I know you, you're, you, you're in Hawaii Five-0, right? Got a couple up. more episodes of Hawaii Five-0 we're going to be filming this summer. Um, that that character is going to reoccur a few times and grow and and I think be, be a, a, a very big antagonist for the cast members on the show. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're looking at... Uh, Filming and producing a new horror film called Them. Oh, nice. Uh, probably September time frame for that. You're producing it? Uh, we'll be, be producing and, and developing that project as well as probably playing a small role in it. What's uh, that one about? Uh, it, it's definitely sci-fi and, and horror combined. Okay. Got a little zombie element to it, but not the traditional stomping around zombies that we're used to. They're a lot more intellectual uh, that, than, than the ones that uh, we've kind of gotten used to seeing. And I'm a huge fan of The Walking Dead, by the way. I watched that last night. We we're happy to get in in time last night to watch the, <laughs> the reoccurrence of the episode because we hate to see the Facebook spoilers. So we also have a comedy that we're trying to develop and produce. Um, we have a budget for that. And, and we'll play so Mindy and I will both play a character in that movie. And, and uh, it'll be kind of a buddy comedy. Uh, called Cameron and Eddie Lose the Belt. And uh, I play a germaphobic cage fighter in that one. So, <laughs> I'm not really a germaphobe. Right. But uh, the cage fighter, it'll, it'll, yeah. be, it'll be fun. Um, now, you keep saying we producing. Do you own your own production company? Or we, uh, I'm working with a very, very good friend of mine, a writer named Mike Socio, uh, who's been writing for Will Smith and Kevin James for a long, long time. I've known the guy for 10, 10 plus years. How'd you meet him? Uh, I met him through Kevin. I uh, did a couple episodes of King of Queens back in the day, and uh, I met him through Kevin James, and, and we've become very good friends. He's kind of steered me through the industry in, in some ways and worked with me even as a coach, as an acting coach on occasion, and you know, he knows the industry from top to bottom. And uh, he'd never really gotten a chance to write his own stuff and, and just produce it himself is always kind of handed off to sure. a studio or, or whoever it was changed, doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so uh, brought him in on a, a TV series that we're trying to develop called The Grappler. Oh, and cool. it looks like we're going to get that done too. That's a, the third project we're working on. Nice. You got and, a pilot uh, He's it? riding it. Uh, we've got the first season and the second season all arced out. And oh, wow. CBS just signed on to produce it for us. So Would that's you play the a lot lead? of juice. Are you I the will, grappler? I will. 1905 San Francisco. Think Boardwalk Empire. Uh, Meets the but, 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 but San Francisco. <laughs> cool. Um, 
a lot different world back then. So, very excited about that project. But that led us into Cameron and Eddie and and them and and these other projects that that Mike is developing. And so, it's, is it it's important be good. for is it important for you to not get typecast as? I mean, the direct line is you know UFC to action movie, right? That's what you think for The Rock and everything else. But mm-hmm. is it important to you not to typecast? I mean, it sounds like you're trying to do horror, sci-fi, comedy, you know, all over the map. I definitely want to want to operate outside the box so to speak i mean dancing with the stars is certainly outside the box for most people what they think of me as and uh i think it's hard in the industry you have to make good decisions not take every action flick or fight flick or, or martial arts flick that comes at you uh and i've done it with with my uh, agent's help kind of filtered through a lot of that and obviously the expendables is a great action genre movie to to be involved with and and to be associated with some of the biggest stars on the planet, uh, but uh, you know, doing Scorpion King, you know, we did Ambushed. We'd, Who were you in Scorpion uh, King? That was the Rock's I, first leading I was, role, right? I played Scorpion King two, the prequel to to the Rock's Scorpion King. It wasn't even that. And one, I like played, a prequel to the I Mummy played or... the, the head antagonist in that in that film uh, okay. for Universal, and it was a lot of fun. Any other uh, before we go? Stallone tidbits, Schwartz and Negger tidbits. You know, they're great guys. Uh, And a lot of people probably heard this story, but the first day of shooting on Expendables 3, when we all roll in, all the Expendables, me, Terry, Dolph, uh, Wesley Snipes, everybody was there. We're supposed to be on this big flatbed truck. Uh, coming down, being chased by a bunch of bad guys, and was supposed to come screeching up to a halt to bail off the truck and get into our boat and and escape. And Jason's supposed to be driving this truck, and uh, he's like, "Man, I, I I've never driven that. Let me let's back it down the alley, and, and I'll give it a test run just to make sure I can drive it right." And and so he backs it down the alley, he gets in, and comes driving up. We're all getting geared up, watching him. Brakes go out. Oh, he goes no. off the pier. In a flatbed truck, <laughs> the first day of shooting, we're all standing there going, "Holy hell!" Mowed over the cameraman and two of the camera guys into the all into the water. Uh, and of course, they have anytime you're operating around water, they have sure. safety crews and divers and everybody yeah, there. Yeah. Jason popped up very quickly. The two <laughs> camera guys popped up. They, they lost the equipment, but so uh, just but, yeah, but, but we're all standing there going, "Holy crap!" <laughs> of course, Sly pulls out his his iPhone and starts filming the whole thing. It was it was hilarious. But, That's for uh, the outtakes. Thankfully, nobody injured. Uh, you know, obviously, the equipment's all insured. Jason went and changed clothes, and and we finished, you know, shooting the scene and and doing all that. But uh, that was a heck of a way to start. Well, yeah. the equipment wasn't expendable. <laughs> yeah, right. No. And he, how did you get to hang out with Triple H at all this past weekend? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, we we gave out uh, some awards. We were both introduced on stage for arm wrestling, and and uh, obviously at the induction ceremonies, got to spend some time with him. And a very very bright guy. Uh, obviously, he's he's uh, in charge of new talent development for for the WWE now. He's right. but he's he's a v- very bright guy and doing a great job there. Absolutely. Well, hey, thanks so much for coming in, Randy. Pleasure. Um, thanks for uh, coming to Walter Reed and everything, too. That's that's great for the yeah, community. Yeah, it's, it's always a great day. It's it's uh, sometimes difficult emotionally to to see, but I think you feel like you're doing something right and, and really helping some people out. And, uh, you know, they're such good people and have really made a lot of sacrifices for, for us. 
I think Fairfax said you you have something at the White House tomorrow. We're gonna take a tour tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, gonna. I have part friends. of just a regular group. Or yeah, like a private well, tour? I have friends. I, I've done one of the good things that through years of fighting, I've gotten to do seminars with Tenth Group Special Forces. So, you know, some of the, all our special operations guys, law enforcement as well. So I become friends with some of those Secret Service guys I've gotten to work with. So yes. one, one of my Secret Service buddies is gonna take Mindy and I on a on a tour of the White House tomorrow. Hey, you'd be. They could use you. Uh, as a secret service. I don't think they People need my help. They've got some amazing dogs and, and, <laughs> and amazing equipment. And his cat team is, they're the best of the best for sure. Well, hey, thanks again for coming in. You bet. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.